Hello and welcome to Parade of Dicks. I'm your hostess, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, John L. Hello. We're using the pro setup this time. What's the difference? I tried to make this like This extra a, thing? No, this big, big-ass recorder. It looks the exact same no, as no. the other one. The other one is a tiny recorder that we use, so more, more portable. I do a lot more in post. This piece looks extra, but otherwise it looks identical. Hey, I'll show you. It's so tiny, the other Is this one. the one we started with? Yes. Okay, maybe I just never even noticed that you that changed you, I it. Did the, I did the smaller portable one thinking that we'll be doing more mobile recording. Uh-huh. And then I realized that I spent too much work on the back end. Yeah. So this and one, it's fucking hard anyway. Yeah. There's all that noise. This one is shit. no issues, straight up recording down the down okay. the middle. We're good. Cool. We're good. People definitely care about that. Hundred percent. Um, how are you? I'm delightful. You are? No, I'm unemployed, dude. How is that going for you? I've been laid off for two months now. The you first fucking loser. Yeah, Welcome to my life. For eight weeks. <laughs> um, the 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 first couple of weeks sucked. Okay. Because I was depressed and scared, and then the next couple. But you're of, still being paid. I was again. I'm. I'm. I will have money's not the issue. I have okay. enough money to it's last. It's like a pride this. ego thing. It's not about the pride ego thing, but I have an opportunity to use my severance package as a down payment for a house and buy it. But only if the, you get a job. But you still have like another month for that. I have, well, I have like technically, I'll have two more, like two full so, months. So like. I was trying to tell you to take some time off and have some fun. You refuse. You're incapable of it. Yeah. This is the most stereotypical I've ever seen you behave <laughs> in all the time I've known you. I hate to say it, but it is. You're such an overachiever. You couldn't relax. I did. And, and, and it's like important. You were overworked in that job. You were so taken advantage of, even though you're on salary, you would work nights, weekends, holidays, mm-hmm. like crazy fucking hours. You were exhausted. Let yourself fucking breathe, man. And I did. I saw so the first couple of weeks sucked. That was very depressing because I didn't know what it, what what's out there. The next couple of weeks was kind of fun. How many interviews did you do that first oh, week dude. or uh, second week, whatever it was? No, I've been averaging like four interviews a week. But that that one week, the first you did week was like nine interviews. Nine interviews. That's yeah. insane. And which like kinda, the first week you're supposed to sit in bed and watch movies and order takeout, which was. Good in a little for a little bit, but then I realized like and masturbate in the middle of the day. Uh, I do that regardless. I though. know, even at uh, work, hundred percent in a bathroom stall. Oh well, I've been working from home for like uh, four years. Oh my so. god, people are being paid to masturbate. I never even thought about it's that. It's not about that's coping about with stressful work situation. Yeah, no, I get it. Some I do people too. get coffee, mm-hmm. you know, but I get it's it's been. It's do you been, schedule that into your day? No, it's like you know. Ooh, I have like. I have 80 seconds. That's all you need? (laughs) No, I I need three minutes at least. Okay. Um, But yeah, it it was... My meeting ended (laughs) early. It was depressing the first few weeks. The next few weeks after that was actually fun because that's when I started being very, very more... Very selective with the interviews that I was doing. Okay. So I was getting... Uh, uh, more insight on what I can be for other companies. Sure. Which I realize that any job and whatever next job that I'm getting, I'm definitely going to work less, which is the number one goal. Yes. So it's perfect. So I'm happy with that. But 80% of the jobs that have been speaking with me or I've gotten close to like getting the job, um, also is going to be paying me more. 
Right? Perfect. So I just need to land just one. Close it. I just need to close one. I had to say no to a couple of jobs that were good on title, but you know, I'm happy to take like a ten, twenty thousand dollar pay cut because I do have you know a lot of severance coming for, and I can spread that out over the year, whatever. But I'm not gonna take more than. 20 sure right so so the few jobs that i that were like we're prepared to give you an offer but this is the max number that we get it's like bro that's 40 grand underneath my my what i'm getting right now i love the title yeah but you know the title, title doesn't pay my rent also i just don't want to you know i'm not going to go in some place where they can't get at least one thousand percent of me for a year so if I, I, I don't want to come in and then See, bounce That's, in again, months. overachieving. Not 1,000%. Right. Like 100%. Just like yeah. 90%. Yeah. But, um, Go the millennial way, like 82%. Uh, no, fuck those millennials. They, they can, you know, <laughs> they can enjoy their avocado toast for all I care. I, I do my own stuff. But um, I was able to take an actual vacation. Avocado toast is good. And expensive. Well, avocados are expensive, yeah, yeah. and gluten-free bread is expensive. Ah, so, gross. I mean, obviously, yeah, and eggs—that's <laughs> the everything that's on it. Yeah, uh, but I yeah. Was, so you finally went away. I went away. I w- I spent a week with my mom, which is a vacation, but not a vacation. Like, of I was course, everyone tired. understands that you do not need to explain um, that. But I I did enjoy the month, the week that I had with my my mom. I was able to hang out with my grandma for a couple of days. Um, a little bit morose because the reason why they did like a, a mini family reunion there because they wanted to make sure to prepare for my grandma's device. Grandma's old, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, or we want to do a small thing here in St. Louis, but we also want to do something in the Philippines. How are you going to split the bill? So my mom's like, don't worry about the Philippines. That's done. We'll take the permits. Um, we're not going to take home a body. They're just going to cremate them, cremate her and then bring her home. So like all of this was being spoken about in front of my grandma which is kind of cool pretty yeah gangster. i've been watching a lot of the gentle art of swedish death cleaning so i can totally have all these conversations Wait, now. what i have a lot of free time on my hands because my work situation still sucks uh it's a book and it's a tv show on peacock now and oh. it, it's it's not cleaning after people die it's the cleaning that you do in preparation like as you're getting older and Mm -hmm. you're downsizing and you're simplifying your life you start giving people the things that you know that they want or that mean something or that you want them to have while you're still alive while you can do it while you can control it and you get your affairs in order so that after you die, your family doesn't have a fucking mess to deal with. Smart, I, oh, I know. But the show does it like also like if you lost someone in your family and you've become a hoarder or like mm-hmm. there was a few people that were preparing to die or someone just died or whatever. So yeah. there's like various things in the show, but. I might check, I might check that on yeah. Peacock. But like I have everybody who's, I know who's going to get my, my computers. They're not sponsoring us or anything. I know who's going to get my up. cameras. But yeah, so I spent time What with do I mom. get? Um, you know, technically you're my emergency contact. Okay. So, so I have to decide to pull the plug. Do well, I get no, any money no, if you die? Cause no, then I, that's no, going to sway so, me. Rem- so here's, remember a year ago or a little, maybe it's no. two years ago. Okay. We were on this podcast and we were talking about been this exact thing. Okay. And then I mentioned to you that my ex-wife was still the person yes, on my 401k. Yes, and I told you needed to change it. I change it to you <gasps> for now. Until you get married. Until I get married. So if you stay single forever, I'm going to be loaded. Yeah. Well, I think there's yeah. a few people that I'm probably still on. I think that some of my exes yeah. I'm probably still on. I'm hoping. Please never have this conversation with my ex-fiance that you're friends with. 
Okay. Just in case. Yeah, but you know. like the the idea of it, like so so yeah. Um, uh, but I have because I have will. no retirement plan. So oh. like I need someone to have pity on me and leave me something, <laughs> take out a life insurance policy, or I don't know, uh, or take I, me in. I, I it's going to be bad when I get old at this rate. I th- yeah. I need to figure out my my retirement 401k situation because like, oh, it's a lot of money. I, can, can I, put I mean, I don't even enough money to pay my rent in like four days, let alone retire. Uh, well, I have some, some, uh, investments. Only fans, feet finder. You know, that's so much work. You, the, the, you don't like taking pictures of my feet. We tried the, it. The, uh, well, how, no, no, no. What's the other one? Seeking arrangements. I did. I tried. Uh, what was the other one? I think maybe I tried seeking arrangements. I tried a few, but I'm aging out of all that shit. I can't even. Okay. Are you done with your yeah, your I'm overview? Uh, one other thing, you were seeing two two people. Yes. I think the last time we spoke, Still. right? So one of them you've been seeing like six months, mm-hmm. like five, yeah, five well, months. Like okay, two. it's been going good. Still seeing her. Still, she's in a in in her homeland right now, doing a vacation. Still going strong. Okay, and what about great. the other one? Actually, got keys to her apartment. Ooh. Right. Well, because you know, remember there was a week where my cousin was here. You know, yeah, sleeping on the couch. Sure. And she's like, "Hey, if you want to sleep in the apartment, here's the keys." Because she's right. out of town. She's gonna be out of town for a month. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, and did then, you sleep there? Uh, one night. One night felt weird. Interesting. But all my games are here too. Um, <laughs> and what about the other one? We're still seeing each other. Um, and and I know how long now. This is gonna turn two now, like two full on, like actually two, seeing each other. No, every but week. like how two months? Two months. Okay. Yeah, like because before it was like. So what's your? Are you just waiting for one of them to say they want to see you exclusively? Yeah, and I in 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 the back of my head. And then you're just gonna ditch the other one? Uh, well, here the 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 Asian lady is a real six month one. Yeah, the six. That's a real relationship. That's like we're the only reason why she hasn't said. Because she Ex- just got out, yeah. She got divorced and her friends. And I think it's tried. smart, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But you know, and I've I've heard about all of her other dates and all the dates that she, you know the one other person that she was seeing that she did not started seeing in the past couple of months too. Um. So I think that's the route. The uh, so my gut is unless there's a miracle that's going to happen, that the Asian lady goes about because the other lady, the fitness lady, is. More like just like having fun and just enjoying dating, right? I, but you kind of are more into her. I, I I think her our our vibes, if it were a lot more serious, could have a lot more legs. Hmm. Like you know, she you know, I could be her. But video. You, you're looking for something serious, so you're willing yeah. to compromise a little bit. Yeah, and and I'm also like realizing that although we're adults, and that's what yeah, we do. And although we are, we are both, um, um, like. The, the 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 fitness lady that I'm seeing, although we're both enjoying each other company, we're super comfortable with each other. That's the reason why I'm still around and and I she doesn't know this, but I I know that she has a TikTok talking about all her other dates. Oh. Right? Um and she has had Interesting. You've yeah. got a podcast, she's got a TikTok. Yeah, and, and she has like um and it, it, how many followers does she have I, on it? Well, TikTok is weird. <laughs> is she so, beating us? <laughs> oh, definitely, a hundred percent. Well, she she posts a lot on the fitness and and then the, and you never make time for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. But, but um, so I I kind of I I hear her gripes about her other dates, which are not a lot. Sure. Um, and it's so interesting though that you favor her so much because I didn't really understand. I mean, I know your type is like tall, redheaded white women, 
mm-hmm. and just white women in general. But mm-hmm. I really didn't understand that it's sort of a cultural thing. It, 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 that you know like what? Asian people really kind of mostly want to partner with white people. It's it's not, what's that about? It's not about it's not about the whiteness of it. It is kind of like um, the more the 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 more free. The openness, the funness. If I if, again, because I'm, Asian people aren't no, that. At least this, the one Asian person that I've dated ever, right? <laughs> like like in, in my entire time in New York, I finally date an Asian, and it's it's doing bonkers well. Like everything aligns. Even like you know, I'm buying a lake house upstate. She can keep her apartment in downtown Brooklyn. Right, it's perfect. You're like having we're, those talks. We're okay. talking about how much is like uh, how much additional per month if i need to rent she makes good money she uh she comes from she has good money yeah right? so she has a family business but her new york stuff is above average too so. okay well i'm glad your life is going great mm-hmm. i have an update so the last time we talked um i sorry to just completely sh- no no no, no. We, we were gonna talk about this for weeks on end too so yeah yeah, yeah. um Okay, so last time we talked, I just got back from L.A. and Las Vegas, and I'd had that fight with my ex, uh, with with the guy that mm-hmm. I've been seeing, and um, the old guy, the old guy, and we had a fight about some like dumb shit, and I drew a really clear boundary with him about it, and was like, "This can't happen again." And he said, "I'll work on it," and I was like, "No, no, it cannot happen again," and he shared with me that he'd like had fights with his ex. His ex and him would like get drunk and fight. He told me some other things over the history. And we were having the talks about how are we going to live together? Where are mm-hmm. we going to live? We looked at other apartments in New York. It's like crazy, stupid, expensive. He'd said when we were in LA, like if you see a ring you like, you know, so it was, it was moving along mm-hmm. and having really serious discussions. It had been nine months. So it's time to have that. And then Memorial Day weekend happened and there was a, um, he threw a picnic in Central Park with his, one of his best friends who's his neighbor and they both live across the street from the park. Convenient. And I, yeah, he like purposely moved next door to his friends, which (laughs) I think is a little too much, but I kind of get wanting to be close to your friends in New York too, especially as like a single person. But my concern had always been, I'm really private about my home and all that stuff. So anyway... This is happening. And, you know, I'd gone on vacation with his friends. I'd gotten to know them. They'd gotten mm-hmm. to know me. It was all going really well. And I made a big spread for the picnic because, you know, I don't half-ass things. I full-ass <laughs> the things that I do. So I had crudite and hummus and I made potato salad from scratch. And I made sweet potato brownies with, like, honey and coconut oil, like, super healthy um, but still tasty and fancy-ass chocolate in them. And I made – and I cut up watermelon and I made – uh, a green salad. I made all this, these things. We made it really nice. Mm-hmm. Had a great day. We're outside for like six hours. And in New York, we had the longest spring we've ever had. So it was still getting really cool at night. And I got kind of cold. I got a sweater. And I just was like getting done. And they were all shit-faced. <laughs> we played lawn darts in the park. Like, they were all shit-faced. And I was just kind of over it, you know? These aren't my friends. Yeah, you're not, you're not a big fan of fun. I guess I'm a big fan of fun, <laughs> but I'm like a fan of fun. And then I go home. And also these aren't my friends. Those mm-hmm. are his friends. Right. And, and he likes to be like the social extroverted guy. So we did it. And then I was like, okay, well it's getting cold. It was winding down. People were leaving. I was like, I'm going to go back to your place. I was spending the weekend there. I go back to his place. I take my hair down. Like I looked like the perfect fucking Stepford wife that day. Yeah, right. Okay. So like I take my hair down, my pearls out, whatever. I start watching TV. 
30 minutes later, he walks in with the rest of the picnic people to continue the party in his apartment. The same thing that we'd been like kind of arguing about how it was going to work once we lived together. Because he brings too many people home? Because he likes to entertain in his Mm -hmm. house. And if you're living somewhere else in the (laughs) world, that's not weird. But in New York City... Like, with our apartments being so small mm-hmm. and people living so far apart, we don't really do that here. Like, sometimes yeah. you do, but it's not like there's house parties. You don't go over to someone's house. Like, that's just mm-hmm. sort of a weird thing, especially as an adult person. If you're going to someone's house, it's probably for a dinner party. Mm-hmm. It's not like... And that's what I'm comfortable with, small, intimate groups of close friends in my home. I don't want just any... I don't bring people I hook up with back to my house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not how I am. I don't know why it changed, maybe because of like crazy people I dated, but I used to have house parties even in New York. I don't anymore. And I think it's kind of weird. And also he lives far. But anyway, they all come in and I was clearly not vibing with it. I was annoyed because this, he was gone the week before Mm -hmm. and he was about to be gone the whole next week. We were supposed to spend the weekend together. We just spent six hours with his friends. Mm -hmm. We were day drinking. Everyone was shit faced. Like, this is not my scene. My scene is chill. This yeah, is not and, chill. And but this is his house. Yes, or his apartment. He had every right to do yeah. it. Yeah, but but didn't you, he, didn't he want to spend the weekend with me? Well, didn't he want to fuck all weekend like we talked about doing? Yeah, I mean that's you know that's true. Like their their you know plans change. But I was like I'm on coming on the side where you go you go with the flow. The momentum. The the crew is having fun, so you want to extend the fun with the crew as much. Although you have a point, like you. you it seems that he sees his crew regularly. And some of these people weren't even his crew, mm. but his crew, like the person he threw the party with, she was shit faced. Mm-hmm. And her partner, who's also his good friend, like wasn't there for a good chunk of the picnic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like enough. Like at some point, every party has to end. True. You know what I mean? So he brought everyone back. I was clearly annoyed. He was shit faced. I said, Hey, have you had any water? He said, no. So I get him a glass of water. I try to give it to him and just like trade with the wine glass. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Ooh, water, like a baby. And I said, mm-hmm. Oh, you'll, th-, and I tried to go along with it. I was like, you you'll joke. thank me yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have another glass of wine myself, even though I didn't want to drink more. I'm like, let me try to relax and like get into the vibe. Mm-hmm. But he knew. And he looked at me and he said, maybe I'll grow out of this in a year because we were talking about moving in in a year. So all the things he was doing were like the wrong things. Mm, And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I got it. This is the guy you want to be. This is the lifestyle you want to have. It doesn't include me. It's like I can assimilate to your lifestyle and then it's fine. But if I have an opinion and I want something of my own, like his time this weekend in between his two week long trips, That's not your priority. Your priority is being the party guy that has the parties at his house and the drunk guy and whatever. And that's not me. So I was looking at him and this looking at the situation and and texting my friend. And I had my cat there. She peed on his bed, by the way, (laughs) during this party because she likes things quiet. So I had my cat there. I had my gig bag there. I had a ton of stuff there for the picnic, my cute little basket and all the stuff. And I was just like, I think I'm going to go. And he got so annoyed that he went and he locked himself in his bedroom. So I couldn't leave. And I wasn't trying to make a scene out of it. And at first I wasn't going to, which is why I was texting a friend. But it was also like, I'm so uncomfortable. There's no place to go. He knows I don't want to be a part of this and he's doing it anyway. So like, I respect that Mm -hmm. this is his house, his space, his lifestyle. I'll let him do that. I'm not the priority here and that's okay. But I don't, 
need to spend my weekend watching people get drunk. But how about you did the opposite? Instead of you joining the party, just like relax at his in his room. Because that's antisocial, and then I'm being rude to his well, friends. Well, I mean, I, 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 I think it's uh, easier to understand that it's been a long day and you're tired. I went to his house to get away from the people exactly. and do that already. Yeah. So it was like, and then you bring everyone in, and then I'm going to leave and go hide in the room. Then, you know, it was like, I already kind of did I that by leaving the party. Like- so then I go, I knock softly in the room, and now we're having this, like, fight in his bedroom while his friends are out there. And some friends left. Some were still lingering. The neighbor who lives 10 steps away is still lingering. Neighbors. And his roommate, who was a part of this, also disappeared, ordered food for himself. Like, he was hiding in his room. And I went in there because my cat was in there for a while. And I was like, can I, like, hang out on here? Like, I really didn't Mm want to be around the people. And it's not because I don't like them. They're all lovely people. Like just tired. It's a long day. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm more introverted. So, like, I do the extrovert thing, and then I come in, and I'm like, I'm done. And I want to recoup. And I want the close time with him. This argument, dude, spiraled out of control. He was totally shit-faced, and Mm. we should not have had an argument at that time. But he made it about, remember, like, back when we were in Jamaica last year, and he was mad about this podcast and about how i spoke about him on the podcast Mm -hmm. because his asshole friend told him some things out of context and whatever Mm -hmm. yeah like when we first fucking started dating well he went back to all that stuff and he started spiraling he brought all of it up again it turned into a five hour argument about a podcast that we did in like october and it's with her friends around with his friends around with all of his friends in the living room. And I kept saying, I kept just re-apologizing, trying to diffuse the situation, being like, please go hang out with your friends. Like, this isn't a big deal that I'm leaving. I just like, this is who you are. This yeah, is not the tired. situation I want to be in. Like, Party's over. Yeah. Yeah. He could not let it drop. He never went back out there. His friends hung out there for a long ass time and then finally left. And to me, again, same reason I didn't want to go in his room. This is embarrassing. It's like kind of making a scene. Like we weren't yelling or anything, but it's like kind of making a scene to just suddenly disappear. Yeah, It's rude. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I mean, it and it's would, rude of the people to hang out there an hour. Exactly. But I'm looking at it as, you know, there's so many other steps that could have been done to kind of just like push this under the bridge. I'm glad it didn't because it, it surfaced other issues right, right? so but this- the idea of like he could you you could have just stayed in the room while he entertained he could have not locked himself in the room so it's not big but a deal. also in a new york city apartment it's not like a house yeah but in the end though it's like you know if somebody was having a party in my living room and i'm in my bedroom yeah it's not the most comfortable thing but in the end it's still you know it's better than but me even dealing with is- the people or you know me leaving Right. Yeah. Right. So it w- there was no great solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that I did the best thing, but removing yourself when you're uncomfortable in a situation is the right thing to do. Of, uh, yeah, I said it gently. Totally I tried to communicate with him mm-hmm. that I was uncomfortable. He knew I was uncomfortable and he proceeded anyway. And that's okay. That's his prerogative, but that's not looking out for me or the relationship, yeah. which should be your priority if you want to spend your life with someone. And ideally, you already had. Or as mentioned, you already had planned to hang out that weekend too. Yeah, we hadn't seen each other, so it was just—it was really weird. It turned was into the this- was the picnic part of the weekend planned though? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then you have like all right at night, 
our time kind of like that thing well we we talked about the whole weekend and it was like we had the picnic we had a different meetup on a different day i think i had my gig on uh, i had to go to philly on the monday Mm -hmm. this was on the saturday of memorial day weekend and then he was leaving tuesday morning i was still going to stay there and whatever so we had talked about all of the details Mm -hmm. of it during this fight besides making it about something completely different, which is not a healthy thing to do in a fight. That happens in a lot of couples fights. But what you're supposed to do is stay on the subject you're on, work it out, and anything else that you need to revisit needs to be done at a different time. Or or at least step negative one, actually, or step zero. It's like maybe not make any rash decisions while inebriated. Totally. Mm. And don't have arguments while inebriated. Which is why I was just going to remove myself. You can air out your feelings, but in the end, like, yeah, he wasn't going to... You shouldn't air out your feelings when you're drunk because (sighs) your feelings aren't like your actions. Your feelings are just a feeling. Yeah, It doesn't mean it's like the end-all be-all of how you're ever going to feel. It's just like a feeling in the moment. They say feelings last 90 seconds, endure the feeling for 90 seconds, and then, like, deal with things. So, that's what shrinks say. (laughs) Um... So this fight goes on, and in it, he said a bunch of horrible things. Mm, he said I was true. mean. Mm-hmm. He said he. I'm not saying I'm not mean sometimes, yeah, yeah, but her. but still, it's mean to <laughs> mean say to someone's say mean, yeah. and the way he said it. Um, and he said that uh, he thought I would change my mind about what I wanted, basically in life. And there was some like other stuff. Living in the Upper West Side. Yeah, he okay. thought I would like once I saw how amazing his lifestyle was, I'd want to live up there, or that I wouldn't want to live in a house with a yard. Mm-hmm. Like I've been mentioning since we met. And I just found that kind of insulting. Anyway, this hour, this conversation went on for five hours. I ended up staying there. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day and I was honestly so fucking mad at him. I could hardly even look at him. The things you say in a fight, whether you're sober or drunk, are so. Yeah, it stays with you. You can't take it back. And people really need to be more careful about that. He felt terrible and he was apologetic and he's like, I'm sorry and blah, blah, blah. But the damage was kind yeah. of done. You, you can't unsay stuff. Right. So w- I hung out that day because I was supposed to. We talked. And really, if I'd honored myself, I would have left. But I didn't. I was like trying to work on the relationship and doing all these things. Then Monday, I go to my gig. My, our friend Scooter Pie mm-hmm. lives in Philly, hung out with Scooter, went to my gig. And honestly, by the time I got back to his apartment, I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. Because I just was like, I don't. I I just saw it as he's an alcoholic. He gets drunk. He gets angry about shit he's been angry about. He's held this resentment for six months. Mm-hmm. It all came out when he was drunk. But there was other things there, too, that he never spoke to me about. And he was the sweetest, kindest person all the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. But you're not a sweet and kind person if you... If you, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, that how much. much time have you spent with alcoholics and people with no, drug problems? Because I have a lot of experience. Yeah, again, but again, it still is part of you. I'm. It's the part of you, but like I would hate to be labeled an alcoholic if I get drunk three times a year. It's not about getting drunk three well, times a year. It's about a a pattern. A, a pattern, but uh, everything is a pattern. So we could call you a sociopath. We can call you. Be, no, I mean, no, 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 no. First of all, that's not how diagnosing mental yeah, illnesses. That's why I don't want to diagnose people in something that is, you know, because because we can argue about what is consistent. If you get drunk and you yell at someone that you love and mm-hmm. you care about in a way that harms your bond how many and your times? relationship. It is a problem. I had told him the time before mm-hmm. this can't happen again, yep. and it and wasn't even a month later. So that's that's for but me. Not the just issue. that. 
It had happened before with his ex. It had happened with a job. So it took me nine months to put these pieces together Mm -hmm. because it's not something he does every week. There's all different kinds of alcoholics. There's the binging ones. Exactly. I do that once in a while. I binge once in a while. I forget. I drink too much like I'm 22 again, but I'm like fun. I don't. I say some things that aren't okay, but I don't like hurt people. I don't become angry. I don't become mean. Like, what do you know of? No, I don't. I've had a lot of relationships. I've dealt with a lot of things, and I've part of what I've dealt with is my own drinking. So anyway, this is the resolution I Mm -hmm. came to. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It doesn't even really matter. No, it doesn't matter. So that's what I'm getting at. It doesn't matter whether it's true, but for me, again, I support this decision of like. You know, you not liking this person anymore, right? My support. It's not that I don't like him. So what I said to him was, I really think like I felt like he was prioritizing his friends and his Mm -hmm. lifestyle and his drinking and that party atmosphere more so than building a life with me that would be like. I don't want to say settle down, but kind of, I still wanted to go out. I still wanted to travel. We had all those things in common, but I don't want to have house parties at my house. Like I'm 20 something. I stopped doing that a long time ago. I, so again, to me, it's like a lack of maturity and that's rude because everyone's entitled to their life that they want, but it's not the life for me. The, so it's not for me. It's not about, you know, when you, when I, I remember you mentioned this before that, you know, he might be prioritizing other things over you. I actually don't believe that. I think you're you know, from, you know, I've seen him enough and I know most people enough that they won't do this much effort for somebody. He was, I mean, I felt like he was obsessed with me. I actually wanted him to chill out most of the so time. So that's kind of confusing now. So, but when it came down to like they, this or his friends, the alcohol and the partying. I think there won. are certain elements of his personality that he did not want to, that either he did not want or is not capable of improving, right? So it's not just about, I actually look at the inebriation and the party with friends. I'm looking at it as a positive. I'd rather have a person with friends and some of them are successful, not all, but like some of them are, you know, you know, I you know from the small conversation. No, I've his had. friends are great. Yeah, so there's again, no shade on his friends, and the fact that he has them is wonderful. Exactly. So I'd rather I I'll and and usually, of course, friends. I mean, I am about to go to a holiday party that I know I'm going to get stupid because that's what me and these this group of friends that uh, hang out with. Like we just have so much fun together that common sense sometimes becomes a little bit. Second fiddle. I get that. To mm. me, that sounds a little bit immature. Yeah, again, that's your preference on this particular situation for this particular set of friends for this particular person. No, right? no, for me, it's it's my decision for me. But even when you say that for you, mm-hmm. to me, that sounds a little immature. That doesn't sound and like the man that I know that you are exa- who wants to get married and have a baby. Exactly, and that's that's why. And I'm, when you meet a woman who wants to get married and have a baby ex- with you, they're no, not going to want you to hang out with those no, friends. Exactly, that's and be why. A mess. That's why this is where, um, you know, this is where I take umbrage for because I, I see where you're coming from. And I want to start with you. There are 80 other things that I felt was more misaligned than this issue. Like the fact that this he- is a deal break. So here's the thing. I have dated alcoholics and addicts mm-hmm. before I've been down this road. So once I see it, it is very clear to me mm-hmm. now. I had a lot of therapy to get to the point. And maybe you haven't had that experience. But for me, it became crystal clear in that moment when I was sitting on his couch trying to get him to drink water. Mm-hmm. All of his responses, all of the things were like, yeah. And even that, like, 
I believe that addiction of any sort mm -hmm. is an illness. Um, and it is something that needs lots of different mm -hmm. kinds of treatment in order to get better. The thing is, I'm just not going to be someone's punching bag in the meantime. Yeah. So if he wants to work on it and down the road, things are different mm -hmm. and m maybe we can work it out. Right. Um, but I can't be, I cannot allow myself to be there for that process after what I've already been through in my relationships, things that he knew because I told yeah. him. Yeah. And this so is, this felt dishonest to me. This felt like, and, and I don't think he did it on purpose. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and that's the problem with, with like, that's the problem with individual feelings is it doesn't matter whatever it Like I happen. said, feelings don't make things true. Yeah. But, but mine, like, mine are included in that. The yeah, fact that I feel that way doesn't exactly, make it true. And, and that's, and the reason why I and am. He just hasn't hit rock bottom yeah and and that's the thing is like he might never hit rock bottom but my it's not an issue but my my perspective here is this is the reason why life sucks for people right now because we're just passing along our trauma to other people you've been hurt so bad i'm not passing along my trauma i think you do nope I, i'm I, removing myself from no, a, a no, no, toxic no. I, situation uh, yeah again I, i'm saying it's like you're, you, you pass along the trauma because for you even if we doubled the amount of times when we talked about he fucked up, let's say it was like three major fuck ups in the past under a year. It was. Right? Yeah. yeah double it. Six in nine months, maybe okay. 10, 10. I would take that deal. I would take that deal. Me personally, I would take if, if the person that takes care of me, brings me on trips, feeds me, oh, loves me. Yeah. I'll other take fuck that ups. Deal. Other yeah. fuck ups. But if the fuck up is, Getting it, angry and yelling at mm -hmm. you and making you feel little—it's the abuse that came with the drinking. It's 100%. not just the drinking. Again, again, and and for you, I'm not to, here to take anybody's abuse. And honestly, Janelle, I think this is something you might not be able to understand since you haven't been in an abusive relationship, and you're a man. But so that's where I will. That so that's highly offensive for me because you don't think that I've never been have You've never I'd, told me about being in an abusive relationship. Exactly, or have our I'm, I might have told you in a way that. I've already healed from it or something that I've accepted. I will never heal from it. But even saying that I'm a man, that's because just... There's a, because there's a, a power dynamic and a fear my dynamic. My dad's an alcoholic. My mom's a different type of oh, no, no, uh, psychotic. No. Okay, so separate these two things. So do, do I need to have a partner that's alcoholic to be able to provide my opinion about this particular subject? No. What I'm saying is mm -hmm. the fear that I experience mm -hmm. being in that situation as a woman who is... I hate to say it, weaker of the okay. two sexes in mm -hmm. that instance. I have had abusive relationships that have gone from being yelled at to being physically abused and hurt, yeah. where I have been physically unsafe and fearful for my well-being. I am not minimizing. I'm not, I'm not so even. So to me, it goes from one to the other to the other really quick. And again. As a woman. I'm not saying that you can't experience alcoholism as a man. Of course not. No, but I'm just saying I'm, lo I'm looking at it as. Again, I'm looking at it at a perspective where I know both of you. I know you way more than sure. him. And my assessment of <clears throat> my assessment of the dude is he's definitely not right for you because of not this part. You, you know, right. I'm no, just saying, I hear you. Like that, th this one is where I look at it. Is I I look at that as like if you're but you had shipped it. You were like, oh, you're getting married I'm, and it's done. I I am because and like, we had two. But to be honest. I would have, and again, whatever decision that you make, I know it's right because you've, for, on my, on my, and two, it, 
it was enough time. This is more than six months. This is more than a few trips together. You've met a lot of each other's friends already. So you have enough data to make a decision whether you'd want to have this person in your life as a partner for the future, right? And I'm looking at it as there are some things that I agree that, yeah, that sucks. And there's other portions like that's a little too harsh. And there's other things that you might even say that uh, you like that I don't like, right? Because we're sure. two different people. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at it as the 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 pain and the risk is greater because it's rarer to find somebody that will at least love you for who you are. That's the positive part. The, the negative end is there are certain elements about his personality that will never jive with you. Because like the mere fact that so I I I you know to to make it simpler, all of this abuse, alcoholism stuff. I think again, this is my personal opinion. Sure. I don't think was that bad, right? Be- and so I'm sh- a little abuse is okay. No, 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 no. I, I know <laughs> it's it's. Not, I mean, saying I, I'm not saying that it's not bad, but I'm saying not that bad. Like it's not enough for me to uh, risk a potential lifelong partner yeah. for three or four days a year. But again, that's my that's my opinion. Right. right? Okay, but. The first few months that you're with someone, mm-hmm. they're always on their best behavior. Mm-hmm. That's pretty universal. I don't think, I, but I don't think in your cases that was the case, though. I mean, I certainly wasn't on my best behavior because yeah. I'm just like yeah. laying it all out there now. But also, like, we're, you're both like in the communities and then you're, we're both older. I, I think right? he was on his best behavior and then I think it was increasing. The, oh, the frequency I'm, was increasing because we've gotten more comfortable and also things get more serious. Mm-hmm. So the stakes are higher. I, the idea that like, it's not worth risking it. I understand that, but I also did that. Like you have to remember where I Mm. came from. My old relationships, I was so committed to the relationships that I stayed with abusive people, Mm. with alcoholic people, with people who abuse drugs way too long because I didn't spot the red flag, take it, Mm. accept it and move the fuck on. So why I say, I don't think you can understand this. And I don't know about your father or Mm. any of that stuff. You haven't shared that with me until now. But what I do know from my own experience is that when you see, when someone shows you who they are, you Mm -hmm. have to accept it. And he showed me who he was and I accept it. I am heartbroken. I am devastated. Mm -hmm. He is devastated, but he is still, after I told him this, he, he first of all agreed Mm -hmm. that he does have a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. He's like, I got to go back to my minimum, blah, 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 blah. I think he just needs to, I don't, I don't think it's. I offered to do couples counseling. He didn't want to do that. Those are when you've Mm. gone through these processes with people, when I've been telling other women about this experience, all of them are like, this is typical addict stuff of protecting your ability to keep doing the thing you want to do. And again, Mm. I do that too. I should not drink at all, but I drink a little bit and I'm very conscientious of it because I don't want to not be able to drink at all. I want to protect it a little bit, I, but it's not, it's not a good thing. I, it's not, but the, I'm looking at it as like, we are throwing the isms a little too easily about. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think everybody's an addict. Everybody's this, everybody's abusing, everybody's. But you know what? Everyone I used to drink with when I was 20, most of them have gone through AA. Yeah. I'm looking at it. It's like, there's people. The, Look at how our friend um, uh, Allegra Spread, who used to be on our show, mm-hmm. uh, stopped drinking after an experience with the Canadian years ago mm-hmm. with at a party that we threw, a dinner party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
I I mean again, we we see we see different prisms here, and I'm never gonna change your view about his level of of. And it's not for me to decide what his situation is, but it doesn't work for me. And And I'm not going to be there for the process. So what I said to him was like, figure out what you want. Do you want to get married and Mm -hmm. move to a house with me and have a nice life together? He describes that as boring. And he thinks I want to live in a museum. I'm like, to me, it's not boring if you're with the right person. If you're with the right person, you're cooking, you're hanging out, you're spending time together. If that's boring to you, I I felt that was way more boring of an issue than all of the drinking and partying because you i may not be an expert but that's part of this and and, and exactly and the reason i'm seeing like for me the bigger problem is he knows you he knows what we taught we we fucking record every single thing with no filter so you could listen to all of this and get a raw like raw data on who Lucy Buttons is, what she wants for her future, what she wants for her present, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then him still daydreaming that she can, he can put you in the Upper West Side apartment with another like roommate. A pet. It's like, such no, the roommate would have been there, right? And and that was a discussion we were having. Yeah. But but all of this is the classic like. Did he really love me, or was he trying to put I, me in a box of what he it, wanted? Well, again, doesn't I mean who who? Whenever you're in, not you, even when you're in a relationship, you would always say like, "Do you really love me?" Because again, you make one mistake, all of the positive things you kind of like. That's the that's the issue I have with people now. You you don't fit in a particular mode for one level, and then you have to rethink about all the other stuff. I sure. try to look at it at as moments, like. You know, you and I did look at mm-hmm. it as a moment, but collectively, you got to put the picture together and, too. And the picture again, the, the thing so, is, it's so, it won't leave that you, you're still like you want you're a, you're a maximalist, and then he's yeah. not necess- necessarily a minimalist, but he described himself yeah, as it in right. that fight, mm-hmm. right? And I like antiques, and he likes things that can be ruined. He like, buys, why he, would I buy a couch that I don't love? He, I just I don't understand that concept. He rents a teeny tiny place in a in you know. A different country and thinking that you could live in a box together that like i mean even i would know that like yeah but when i went to lisbon mm-hmm. that was the thing i said i said we have very different lifestyles exactly. i've been saying that from the beginning knowing that and not adjusting or at least maybe maybe he did maybe he he realized like you know what there is a shelf life to this relationship because you know maybe he was trying but no matter how much he tried He's never gonna be a house person, right? You right. know, some some people are just not house people. Yeah. Or or, you know, he yeah, he's married to the Upper West Side. And maybe right? he was absolutely and maybe he was so upset about that other stuff that there was already like a blockade up from mm-hmm. way back then, which is valid too. Mm-hmm. He just, you don't bring that up in a fight about something else. Yeah. You don't harbor those feelings for a long time. Without- you don't, there's always a way to argue. Or again, people say that they hide behind, you know, honesty and inebriation as a, a shield. No, it's like you can be honest but kind, right? Yes. You can you can say negative things in a way that is constructive, and yeah, I mean, but I personally, I would rather have occasional spats where there's no filters. Like that was my problem. Like you know, me and my ex-wife. 
um, that was her I issue with me. I don't say hurtful things yeah. when I'm mad. That was her issue to me because, like, you know, when we argue, I'm always like, let me sleep on it because nothing I would say will appease Helpful. you. Helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then sometimes you have to, you have to was, spar. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. first of all, I owned what I said mm-hmm. way back then and I apologized. Mm-hmm. And I moved forward and I've adjusted. There is – and also some of those things that bothered me in the beginning – don't fucking bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's in the beginning of a relationship. Those are different things. I I have grown. I thought we had grown as a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I I. So he was just berating me, like repeating it over and over, like mm-hmm. the fight had happened that day. Mm-hmm. And it, that's where it feels not okay because Desperate you're just. Moves. Yeah. It's it's just if you just say the same like hateful mm-hmm. mean thing over and over, like you're not. It's not productive. Okay, yes, I said it. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. Like, what else is there to talk yeah. about with it? Bringing stuff. I mean, it's we we can't it's not help. Healthy. We can't help bring stuff from the past. But you know, once you bring something from the past to the present conversation, it's not going to be a pretty. It's one. off the rails. It's yeah. like you know, he's not going to win that conversation, regardless whether he made a, an amazing statement or what. Because in the end, that was you know. I, well, we yeah. both lost in this mm-hmm. situation. We're both devastated about it. And then I've been spiraling. 